Hello, and welcome to another episode of Scavenger Life. This is episode number 517 at scavengerlife.com. You know, last week we were talking about uh, don't fall into FOMO, fear of missing out. And it really is that time. Uh, Christine Kay on our forum said that she's been finding a lot of stuff in the garbage. Yeah, dumpster diving. In dumpster diving. And a couple other people were talking about that too. And I didn't really think about that. Yeah, if everyone is spending their money on new stuff, very often people are very strange and they just throw away (laughs) perfectly good items. So I guess if you're a scavenger, that's where I would start to look is in the garbage. In the garbage. That's really smart. Especially if you are in like an urban area. Oh my God. I mean... We just, so for our coffee business, we just bought another refrigerator. <laughs> like a, so just a home refrigerator. Right, a little white and refrigerator. And you found one on, what, on Craigslist. Craigslist for like 100 bucks, but it came with a microwave and a toaster. Yeah. Uh, and it's not that the guy was throwing it away, but just he just had too much stuff. And he, he said he know. retired and he had it at his office. Right. And he's like, I just don't need an right. extra refrigerator. I mean, it's... That's great. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll probably like, sell the microwave for... Yeah, I'll probably sell the you know, microwave for 50 bucks, maybe. Microwave. Microwave. And a toaster isn't really worth that much, but... I'll just give it away with the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's sort of like... I think sometimes people... It's the easiest thing for people to do is just throw things away. Yeah. Like, you don't have to bring it anywhere to the thrift store. You don't have to put it on Craigslist and have five people not show up, you know? So, yeah. Just put it on the street. And other scavengers have actually talked about they're going to yard sales again and that those are being really good. Yeah. Uh, People are just putting stuff out in their yard and selling it for cheap. So, yeah. uh, It is interesting. I was talking about, you know, how auctions where we normally scavenge have been overpriced. But like, oh, maybe that's where to, to like... Get back to uh, the old days where yeah, we're going to uh, yard sales and yeah. flea markets and stuff. Um, uh, Christian K was talking about the 2008 crash, and she mm-hmm. did like we did. You know, we did not own a house yes. back in 2008. We were, I mean, we were essentially just renters, just renters trying to get free rent. I don't say that we were poor, but we just didn't really have anything. We didn't have any assets. Yeah, and. Nothing made sense back then. Like we couldn't afford to buy into anything, and then the crash happened, and that's how we've kind of built up all of our current assets over the past decade. Yep, we, started then. We bought our house and just started buying stuff, and uh, yep. And she and she said as she did the exact same thing. Yep, she said so, she bought a foreclosure to live in. Yeah, after the crash. Now that being said, I think you can't. It's hard to time anything. Like right. we we just can't assume there's going to be another crash or another whatever. But uh, you know the economy does seem really weird right now. It like, does seem really weird. Uh, you know, I was in. Uh, I'm splitting wood this weekend, and I went in to rent the splitter and the like local kind of garden landscaping place. He was. I thought he was selling his business because everything was empty. Yeah. You know? And he basically says he just can't buy anything. Like, he can't buy anything 
to sell. You know, mowers, edgers, chainsaws. Like there's nothing all, available. All that stuff. So the supply chain is cut down or, or I mean, it's, it's just it like... sounds like it's that way across right. all all you know uh, sections of the economy you know yeah. like they're having trouble getting for cars they're having trouble getting all the little electronic components right. i mean oh so that's why yeah so used car market is like crazy because you're right. like well just buy something used yeah so i don't know it's going to be weird i i don't know if it's just going to kind of slowly go back to normal or if there's going to be some kind of like thing that happens but yeah i think for us the best thing to do is just to yeah, keep doing what we're doing. Don't buy things because we are afraid of uh, it's missing out. But save our money when there's a good deal. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, sometimes I feel like that. But, I mean, I try to check myself pretty quick. Like, what happens if you'll never be able to buy another car again? What if there are know? no electric cars right. left? Wait, what? Right. No, that's the future. It will what be if? all electric cars. Yeah, so, yeah, it's we can't ever time anything but i can know i do know when something's a good deal yeah and so i don't like to buy things if it's not a good deal well that's the scavenger way right i mean something we always talk about is from the beginning is okay i want this thing i don't need it right away right this is not a hurt like i would like to have a new car newer car because my car has three hundred and ten thousand miles on it so it's it's limited in what i can do with it um, it still works. It starts up every single day, but I put it on my list. Okay. I'm looking for this thing. Right. Let's just, I don't need it right now. Let's just wait till it makes sense and it's a good deal. And I have, you know, the resources for it. So, and then you just wait. Right. So yeah. it is definitely on our list to possibly get another vehicle. Just, we're going to wait till it's a good deal. Well, I, the problem is I want. And we wanted for a really long time to have an electric vehicle, 100% electric, not a hybrid. Plug in. Yeah. Yeah, You plug it in and you're like, well, what does that look like? Right. You know, right now. (laughs) Yeah. Is it a, you know, compliance car that's only in California? I mean, right now the cheapest ones seem to be like a a, a Nissan, a, a, a Leaf. And the ones from like 2008 are the cheapest. No, they weren't in 2008. No. 2011 is probably the earliest. And they're still, still like 11 and 12 and 13,000 dollars. And they get 50 miles to a charge. So yeah, so you're like, do I yeah. want to spend that much? That doesn't seem like it's a good deal. It's not enough, you know. So, yeah, it's just kind of shopping. Long-term shopping. Yeah. So scavengers, I mean, you know, it's, this is a good time. This is a really good time to be thrifty, you know, yeah. for that thrifting bug to really kick in to, you know, buy in bulk food, right, to right, cook right. your own food, right. to not like feel like you got to go out and buy a bunch of stuff. Don't and, buy any lumber. And if you're getting, you know, whatever government checks just to save that stuff and don't think just, you know, spend it all because you right. Know, right. this isn't going to be here forever. Yeah. Totally. Uh, eBay, Tamudgeon, Tamudgeon <laughs> on the f- forum, he talks about chargebacks. We've been talking mm. about that, how it's very confusing when a buyer opens up a chargeback. Like yeah. They, they, they bought the item. They received the item. Right. Didn't return the item. They're not returning the item. 
but they open up a chargeback and they say something like uh, unauthorized, right. you know, purchase. He actually started communicating with someone that opened up a chargeback, and the person says, "I didn't open a chargeback. My card got lost. Oh, yeah. I reported it lost." I acknowledge I bought this item and I got it, so I'm not disputing this. What? But the credit card company is just automatically d- disputing every single charge. It's within a certain time period, and your item happens to fall into that. That is so, so annoying. That's interesting. So that I mean, that at least makes more sense, right? Like it's not like the buyer is being obnoxious it's just especially when if when there's no communication because that could be the case where they're just ignoring you or they're not looking at their email or but like we won that charge back recently and i wonder if ebay is willing to like go head to head and be like here's the shipping and the credit card company approves that one because it's an authorized yeah exactly uh, yeah that is really interesting information because i never would have even thought that that was a possibility so who so who does pay for that? So if I if I drop my card on the ground, someone picks up and buys a bunch of stuff, yeah. does the credit card company pay for that? Or does the, the a retailer have to eat that loss? So the question is, who who carries the insurance for that? Yeah. Like, there must be insurance. Like, yeah. is there credit? Like, does Visa have yeah. whatever, like, Chase have insurance they must i don't think it's insurance i think they just i don't know if the credit card company just uh you know that's part of the a service that they provide yeah is like loss i don't know if that's a good i bet someone listening knows the answer i would love to know that i would love to know i'm sure if i google it i can figure it out well if so it's a similar situation if you think about it um you know something happens on ebay where not global shipping, but like this has happened with just domestic where whatever, for whatever reason, eBay covers the return where they're mm-hmm. like, we're going to cover this because of X, Y, Z. You keep your money and we're going to give the buyer their money back for, right. I forget what the reason at this point, if it's not global shipping. So you're like, eBay covers that, but do they file any kind of insurance you know, like, hmm. why is eBay cool with just being like, here's 50 bucks? Yeah, I don't know. My get, my gut would be it's a cost of doing business. Yeah. You know? Like, they just have a fund that's to cover that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm curious. You'll find out. On that, like, on that scale. Yeah. You know, on our scale, you're like, okay, you kind of go with how much you're losing and figure it out. Yeah. All right, our numbers this week on eBay, we sold 33 items. 33. Which is, it felt like a good week. Yeah. You know? It's like almost five items a day. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty good. Uh, our gross sales, including the fees and shipping and taxes. So it sounds good. $1,553. You're like, wow. Okay, net sales minus all the fees and shipping and taxes, $1,136. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean... I mean, I'm going to chalk that up as a victory, as, as, <laughs> over a thousand, uh, a win. We yeah. made. We feel like it felt like it start. It felt like getting back to normal. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and again, this is in a period where we no longer have a helper. We're not really listing things like we used to, or yeah. taking pictures. I'm or listing anything. things very right. So we're kind of eating off of our large inventory. Yeah, it's kind of. I don't want to say it's. Uh, remote control but it's well sort of i mean yeah yeah. but 
we do have so much stuff. Like we sold some. Uh, there are a couple things that someone pointed out. Oh, this is from the seventies, not the fifties. Mm-hmm. It was a Disney Disney World mug or something. And and I looked at the the way we wrote the title, and I'm like, I would never write a title like that anymore. Not not that right. much. Just like the way we like right. wrote certain words. And I'm like, how long have we had this mug? So <laughs> it's just kind of did amazing. it? Did you change it? Yeah, I changed it from yeah. 1950s to 1970s. And I had said ceramic, but it's porcelain. It was mm. like made in Japan porcelain. Yeah. Like it was kind of a nice um, collector's mug for it had the magic castle. Um, so you know, it's just funny looking at that, those photos and thinking, yeah, like this is just a really big inventory where. Some stuff was from before we had a helper. Right. You know, when was that? So, uh, you know. But that, the good news is, is that stuff has been selling. So right. I was going to say today uh, or yesterday, we sold a pair of sunglasses yep. that had similar photos. Like it was the old camera and stuff right. and the old title. Right. And I'm like, I that was like a pretty good sale, yeah. you know. 20 bucks. It's just 20 or $30 yeah. on these these like vintage sunglasses. Um, such random things. And it really is. like our strategy has always been do the work now and it pays for itself later. Deferred yeah. profit. And right. that's true. You know, we're making money now from work we did. Yeah. However, sometimes, I don't even want to. Sometimes four years <laughs> yeah. ago. But uh, at the same time, some things that I listed a couple weeks ago, a month ago, mm-hmm. have sold. Yeah. So it's just it's just right. so There's, random. It goes back to the thing I we started talking about was just like we we are not good at timing things. Yeah. You know? Like timing when something's going to sell or it's all about just... It's not even that we're not good at it. It's that we don't want to do it. Right. It's like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, as long as the... Like, some of the stuff... We, I, we talked about this, too, recently, where we've been selling so many clothes. Right. Hats, shirts, you know, sandals. And there was just this period of time where just none of that stuff was selling. So we completely pivoted. Out of the, we still have a ton of it. Out of the... Th- 33 items we sold, it's this week, 12 of them were closed. Yeah. So not quite half, but I mean, I mean, you know, and, and that's, you know, shoes, clothing, hats. Right. You know, like uh, things purses, you put on your body. Yeah. yeah or accessories. Uh, accessories. So. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's funny to see that shift sometimes. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but glad, I'm glad, I'm happy. Glad to do glad it. Glad to ship off these trucker uh, hats. We also sold the, the most exciting sale was a milk jug from an espresso maker that broke in our house. We had a super automatic espresso maker, which means that jug, it's a steamer. It's like this really expensive machine. Well, we got it on eBay for cheap. But they're very picky. Like, if you just one little thing goes wrong and you can't fix it, you're like... It's like all in modern-day electronics. Yeah. And this is the milk jug where it would make, like, your foam it's, for your latte, home great, lattes. It was great, great lazy barista. And the thing broke, and so we... Ryan. Yes, it's, I parted well, it out. to be fair... It's at the first six months. It's Half the our, pandemic, it's at getting dust. <laughs> and then finally, you took things apart, and then this one piece... Sold for $115. To someone overseas. Yeah. And I... It's crazy. So here's, here's the reason why I knew that the carafe was worth a lot. Because there were times where I wanted steamed almond milk. Mm-hmm. But the thing was filled with like mm-hmm. half and half. Right. And I was like, well, I'll just get a different carafe to keep in the fridge. So I'll have almond milk or right. half and half. 
well, they're a hundred dollars. And I was like, yeah, never mind. I'll just steam it out of some other picture or some, something I like rigged something up. So good. So I knew that that was a valuable piece because you just, you had to buy it directly from the manufacturer. And I, I think this person was in, um, Italy or Austria, like somewhere in that area. And I'm like, I wonder if they just couldn't get it from the manufacturer. So they bought it from me full price. Yeah. So $115. Or, or the fact that, yeah, you're willing to uh, ship it overseas. I think that is, I I think maybe that was, it was just a hard piece to find. So, so scavenge of the week. I didn't, we didn't actually scavenge this week because again, we have so much stuff, but we've been, Stuff that's in our house that's been sitting here where we have been scavenging. I started moving and it. And we're slowly moving it. I think some of the coolest stuff I found recently is I found some artwork. It's Needlepoint or Cruel? 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 Yeah. I don't know which one it is. There's like all these different names for Needlepoint. But it's like in the 60s and 70s. I guess there's 70s and 80s. It's not cross-stitch. It's like bigger than cross-stitch. When people would buy those kits and they would make little Like yarn art. It's okay. I love it. (laughs) I will say, I'm not an expert, but I can trust my judgment. And I feel like it's like with mugs and trucker hats it's kind of like an art form to figure out which ones will sell right because there's a lot of that stuff at goodwill the like artwork the old needlepoint that is so just the the topics that are in the artwork are not interesting yeah they're just yuck or ugly just ugly but i feel like i found some that are really cool i found one where it's like a cardinal the cardinal i really like there's a cardinal there's a little like baby tiger. Is that what that one is? Yeah, Ooh, a little baby tiger. He's, what's the other one? The third one? It's like a chipmunk. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's just like why? But it's I I, I can just tell. There's so I would cool. so a couple framed, well you know. a couple of those I even like pictured putting in the cafe. I mean they're a, they're a little bit on the edge of kitsch like. I don't know if I would want to put them in there, but I could see them in a but place we, like we, that. We've talked about it. It's like the whole thing with younger people where it's about young ladies or the fantasy is like living in the country. Oh, like it's cottage. It's a, yeah. Cottage core. That's yeah, it. Cottage it's core. cottage core. The, the chipmunk one for sure. Yeah. Oh <laughs> it's cottage core. It's so, so, uh, you know, I bought these for 50 cents each. And these oh are yeah, big. they're great. Yeah. I, I think they're very cool. I I have some pieces, those like Cruel yeah. kit pieces. Like we, we have one in, in my bathroom upstairs. That's right. like my initial. It's yeah. like says R with like right. all these funky things around it. Cool. I'm just like, that's awesome. So how much do you think something like, like those? That, that uh, for, you know, they're like whatever. They're pretty. They're pretty big. Eighteen 12, by yeah. yeah. Um, not too much, but I would say I'll probably list a $40 them forty dollar bill for fifth for forty. Yeah, yeah. so fifty. But our store's yeah. on sale. It'll be like forty something. Yeah. I mean, I think someone will buy them for that. It's so that funny? hard now owning a coffee shop where yeah. we're selling, you know, like $2 cups of coffee and like, you know, $4 lattes and, you know, yeah. it's, it's all good. We're selling a lot and business is good. It is so tough switching mentality right. from like what's successful yes. running a coffee shop versus what's successful running an eBay business. The fact yep. that I can find something for 50 cents yep. and sell it for possibly... Forty dollars, forty to fifty dollars. That 
profit is so it's crazy. crazy. Now we knew that before. Like we knew that before when right. we did this. We were like, well, that was a thousand percent profit, right. you know. But um, again, it's just such a different business model. Right. But and the fact that it doesn't cost us anything to do that. there's almost no overhead like, the overhead is so minimal and whatever it costs to put on ebay is so small and then you just throw it in, in your warehouse building. yeah and whereas yeah right in this coffee shop you have to like you know all the utilities and payroll payrolls number payroll one and just all the uh you know, you got to buy, you know, fresh ingredients yeah, all, the time, all the time and the Like it, it never and, ends. Right. Like it's so funny because Phil walked into the, so we store everything at the roaster building. Our partner. Our right. partner, Phil, walked into the roaster building. We have a big attic that's the storage place. He walks in with these like huge boxes full of like lids for cold brew or whatever, right. the like cold cups. And he's like, there's more where that came from. And he like went to his car and got more. And and it's just so funny because I'm like, oh, yeah, we can't run out. Like, we have to have cups right. forever. Like, right. it's never like, oh, we ordered this. And, and you know, <laughs> it's like the fact you, you sell, you know, a $2 cup of coffee. Right. Which is good because, you know, that probably costs us five cents. I don't to know. Make well, the, the, the like the regular so, yeah. coffee. Yeah. Uh, but then the cup itself right. is like a nickel, and then the top is whatever. And then the sleeve. A nickel and the sleeve, and then if they get like a stir and, yeah, it's just and, like, a, <laughs> and, and a napkin and the like, sugar. Uh, you're like, did I make any money on this? Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, so that's why, you know, we are learning, you know, when yeah. we see restaurants go out of business or you know, whatever. You're like, well, yeah, no kidding. Now I understand, like, when you go to a fast food place, it seems like it's happening more lately where I feel like when I was a kid, they would just have, like, oh, yeah. a thing of ketchup. Yeah. Where, you, just, where like, you could just grab a handful of, you know, yeah. little packets of ketchup. Not anymore. And now you have to go and ask. Because I'm like, oh, yeah. Because those cost, like, you know, two oh, cents each. yeah. And, so and people are like, I'm just going to get a month's worth of ketchup <laughs> in my pocket. Or whatever. Oh, man. I remember when we, we went to Australia a couple times, actually. Um, but not to show off or anything. <laughs> but, like, uh, one of the times we were in Australia and we were eating at a pub. We ate at this pub down the street from the job we were working and I remember they would give you this tiny thing of ketchup right. and they would charge you for it. Right. And I was always like, yo, give me like a whole yeah. bowl of ketchup. I'm an American. Like I need ketchup. <laughs> and like, that's just, they're like, no, this stuff is expensive. Right. And like, we have to pay our workers it a has, living wage. Yeah. It, you know, which they do. <laughs> it's valuable. Yeah. So, so anyway. But anyway, that, that's why when we talk about, you know, our eBay business has helped fuel Yes. These other things we've done. Right. Because it's just, it is wacky how much money you can make. Although, I mean, again, I will put a caveat though. I mean, it's not, uh, (laughs) it's not guaranteed. It takes a lot of work. It takes work. I mean, uh, (laughs) I mean, look, you're, it's it's just just the, the level of overhead and daily maintenance. Like the thing about a cafe too, like we say, you know, you always have to, you have to restock every single day. We need more cups. We need more of this. Um, and then you have to clean the entire place, top to bottom, right? Like, every single day. Like after this podcast, I'm going to go up to the shop and help them clean. clean. And it, my whole thing is, I clean the whole front and the tables and the floor, and I clean the bathroom. Yep. And let the, that's my thing. I enjoy it. It's yeah. I, I want to have the cleanest place in the place in in town. And but. when you see places that don't get cleaned every day, yeah. you can tell. 
Okay, we have no calls this week, but if you would like to call and leave a question or a comment or a story, you can call our voicemail line. The phone number is 540-407-8486, or you can email us an audio file. Our email is thescavengerlife at gmail.com. I mean, so just to wrap this up, when now we kind of talk a little bit specifically about our coffee business. Yes. This is exciting to us, and if anyone's interested, here you go. Uh, yes, it is much... It's, it's a much different business model from eBay. Yeah. As far as how much work it takes, how much money it costs, how much money you can make. I will say, though, it is very enjoyable and uh, it, it brings a lot of satisfaction. Like this week, we've been spending more time in the cafe right. itself. Uh, you actually took your computer down there yeah. and just sat in there without like being a worker. Right. And just got to kind of see the the flow of people, yeah, and the kind of social net that we've created in it, this place. It was so funny because um, I was sitting there, kind of like you know, quietly in one corner. I was kind of over near the bar, so I could talk to Phil and Jill as they were doing stuff, and I was you know like doing stuff on my computer. Um, and like I cannot tell you how many people would be like walking the door and see me. You know, I have my headphones on because so I'm like doing, I think I was editing video and they'd be like, hey, you know, they'd say hi. Like it was actually really hard to get work done because like I knew almost everyone who walked through the door yeah, or if I didn't know them, somehow they knew that I was one of the owners, I think, because I was talking to Phil and Jill like pretty actively and we were like talking about stuff. So they would come up and be like, we're so glad this is here, you know. So like you really get this sense of joy from people when they walk in. Um, that you just don't see, obviously, if you're not there. I mean, you hear from people sometimes, uh, but it's just, it's an amazing feeling to be able to have, like, brought that right. to this place. Right. And, um, and, you know, I think about it, it's almost like when we started eBay and we were doing eBay for several years. Yeah. And then it, you're the one that was like, let's do a podcast because this is lonely and boring. <laughs> It's almost true. like the podcast was our attempt to like make a little coffee shop because we yeah, wanted a little to community. reach out to people and hear from people. Yeah. And even like though who's out there? we've probably only met a handful of any of the people that hear this in person, for the most part, uh, we feel a part of being, yeah, part of a community. Yeah. And that's, I guess, what we wanted to do with this coffee shop. I noticed this week that we have really become part of the fabric of this town, of our main street. Yeah. I'm seeing the regulars. There's all the tourists, which is great. I love them. Please keep coming. Yeah. But uh, I see the local people. And up until now, you know, we've lived here since 2008. You know, I know, we know the town well. We know kind of all the people in charge. Right. And, you know, I know all the adults in charge, yeah, like all the, the leaders. Quote, air quotes here. <laughs> What's interesting, though, I'm seeing, though, is that people our age are starting to take over the community. Right. You know, like the adults. Because, like, we're old I now. mean, so <laughs> I just turned 48 yeah. two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all the adults are now, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, they're, like, getting into their, like, 70s. Like, they're yeah, all right. slowly transitioning. Stitching out, and I'm well, seeing retiring, yeah. the people our age who, oh yeah, that's the person that's in charge of that. That you know, yep. and they're all thirty and fifty. Right, right, know. right. It's a good feeling. Yeah, know? no, it's great because I, because I feel like they have a similar attitude towards business. Yep. Um, we've taught, you know, uh, we joke around. Actually, some of our diehard regulars at the coffee shop 
you know, when they were in charge in quotes of things in the county, in the town (laughs) would discourage us from doing things because they were like, you're going to lose all this money. It's right. really hard. Yeah. No one ever shows up for work, you know, cause they've been, they've seen it, you know, yeah. whatever. There's a diehard regular who he, a little cynical. He yeah. walks in. Yeah. He's cynical. Of course. Um, but he comes in every day and he's like, this is so great, you yeah. know, because we listened to him and we were skeptical, of course, right. but we're like, I think we can do it. I still think we can do it. You were just telling us all the pitfalls and we just made sure we didn't, you know, fall into those holes, like having a menu that's too big or, you know. Well, we yeah. found partners because we're like, we actually can't, Fun like partners. you and I were like, we can't do it. We, yeah. we would do what he was saying and it would be a nightmare. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, yeah. So uh, we're roasting tomorrow. Yep. We are roasting Tomorrow I'm packing, so we would love for you to, if you want to support us, yeah, support our business, yes. support uh, buy coffee. We would like to send you some broadporchcoffee.com. Get your orders in. In the note when you buy, say hi to Phil. Say hi, hi Phil. I'm a scavenger. He doesn't believe. That. He's like, I don't know where these orders from Utah are coming from. I'm like, I do. He's like, it's probably just they probably just found us because we have good coffee. I'm like. <laughs> credit um i'm going to suggest trying cameroon mm. i roasted a bunch of cameroon last week because a bunch of people ordered it um and it is it's kind of amazing like it's got this big like chocolatey feel to it that's like my my you know description of it always and when i smell the green beans the raw like you know i open the burlap bag and like the liner inside it smells like chocolate to me usually mm. green beans you're like you can't really smell right. anything it's just like and, every time i measure cameroon i'm like oh and just to be clear it's not actually like it's not flavor flavor cover just in case people don't know it's when people talk about coffee beans right like this coffee beans can have a smell that comes from where they're grown how they're grown how they're processed yeah so um i would suggest that all right this podcast is ending three three, two two, one. one bye